This is Define the Narrative Podcast with your host, Anne Argo. Welcome and thank you for joining me for part two of my interview with Mark Rosenfeld, Australia's number one dating coach. In part one of my interview, Mark helped us understand what's different about dating in the modern world. And he told us what we needed to know about men to understand them. He also introduced the idea of masculine and feminine energy, a concept that for me is continuing to develop. My, my best way to explain it is it's the polarities, the complementary energetic polarities that we create. In this part of my interview, he's going to help us build a dating life that is sustainable, that we enjoy, and does not cause burnout. And he's going to talk to us about respect. Enjoy. You mentioned before uh, women who, who, the idea of masculine, and, and this is another one that it was actually a huge, a huge lesson for me, but I really, I really liked it because I am very feminine, but I, I have to live as a career woman. And it was a very masculine thing for me to take control and coming from a very, um, very Southern traditional male-led family, I, I bucked it, but I had to check myself and realize, you know, not all men are so masculine that I have to counter it so far. What's the idea of this feminine masculine energy and how it plays into dating and relationships? Yeah, I mean, feminine and masculine energy is fundamentally two opposites. And even in right down to the level of atoms, you know, you have what is it, protons and electrons balancing each other out. The universe will always balance its forces. So masculine, feminine is our balance, is our balance as people. And it's what attracts a masculine man to a feminine woman and vice versa. It's also what attracts a masculine, more energy woman to a feminine energy man. Even uh, certainly same applies for gay couples as well. There's usually someone with a more masculine and more feminine energy. And then very occasionally you get couples who sort of have equal amounts of both energies. Uh, and those couples will never be quite as passionate. There's a little more friend and a little less romance in those couples. So the masculine energy is, is yeah, how do you describe it? A lot of logic, rigidity, stoicism could even be described in the masculine energy. Um, planning, future planning, structure, and you need masculine energy. You know, you need, you need structure, you need logic, you need planning, you need forethought. And that is, that sort of culture has been very promoted in capitalism and it sort of works to plan and build big companies. And, you know, you've done it to lead teams and to, to set things up, all, all that sort of stuff. So it's been very celebrated. Um, and for a long time, obviously women couldn't do that. So, now women have the opportunity, obviously, to bring out that side of themselves as well. But two masculines don't attract. And I work with a lot of women who are running this energy all day, every day, and then saying, you know, the guys that I want are not choosing women like me. And it's true, you know, masculine energy, man, any man with a core masculine energy is coming to you. One of the big reasons for your feminine energy. And the feminine energy brings certain gifts to his, his life. It's alluring, it's, it's, it's interesting, and it's just almost intoxicating at times. And it's the opposite to his. So if the masculine is logic, you know, the feminine is intuition and feeling. If the masculine is in his head, the feminine is in her body. 
if the masculine is all about structure, then the feminine is about flow and movement and, and oh, it's hard to even describe. It's just beautiful. We know it when we see it. If the, what's another example? Uh, rigidity, if the masculine again is about rigidity, the feminine is about planning. Uh, presence is a big one. The masculine is very future planning focus and the feminine is present. And, you know, not to make it too sexual or anything, but one of the most beautiful things for a man to see is a woman in orgasm because it's a moment of pure, of her pure presence and body and men, you know, men go to strip clubs, for example, even just to see women move. So men are just, men love feminine energy in so many different forms. And even things like emotions, seeing a woman emotional, it's a bit frustrating to us sometimes because we don't understand it and we maybe don't know how to quote unquote fix it, but it is very alluring and attractive. So yeah, I'd even say the, the masculine tends to have mastery over the physical space and the feminine tends to have mastery over the emotional space. And those two masteries attract and polarize each other too. Is that, is that sort of an adequate description? Yeah. It is. And I think for someone that's hearing this for the first time and feeling a little confused and overwhelmed, I would say Google masculine and feminine energy, and you'll see some descriptions of, of activities and, and adjectives that help you start understand what defines each one. And yeah. then you have to really kind of internalize it. And I know for me as a woman, it was, it was um, an epiphany to, cause I did know I was very masculine. My whole family is, you know, even my sister, but I actually am really feminine and to really uh, go, oh yes, that is me. And then to work on letting that come out um, was very liberating. I still work on it. I see other women, yeah. like I see it. I have a colleague who has this, she's very, such a strong leader and she just pulls in the feminine even in a meeting in a way that I'm just like how did she do that her oh, giggle cool. her giggle her glasses her comment about I want to keep us both out of jail oh, that's like, cute. Oh, yeah. you're the one I want to follow um and I also think too uh I do want to go back to the sexual because I worked with you and it was after I had basically been in a friends with benefit situation and it was an experience for me that when I understood exactly that, the whole experience was contextualized. And what I realized that whole experience was someone who deeply needed someone to hold space for them in a safe way and see me let everything go because that helped them let everything go because they have to keep it so together in the rest of their life. Yeah, exactly right. We look to you, you look to us for the physical space and the physical safety, and we look to you for the emotional space and the emotional safety. So a man will never go beyond your level of presence or your level of emotional expression because then he becomes the quote-unquote pussy in his own mind or the feminine and a man, no man wants to feel like that. So we're really looking to you and that's why it's so kind of enamoring to see you in that space. And even if we bring it back to something simpler, like being playful on a date, if you're playful and present on a date, that's very alluring. If you're thinking and planning, that's like us. That's, that's not as alluring. Do we both have that side? Of course. And I like to use two thirds, one thirds as a good ratio or, or three to one sort of ratio. You're always going to have the opposite energy. But 
often what I get, at least coming to me with my clients, is women who have been using a lot of masculine energy in their work. They feel quite exhausted by it. And when I ask them the question, you know, ultimately, if you had it your way, do you want to be the big spoon or the little spoon? Do you want to be the dominator in bed or the dominated? Do you want to be made to feel safe or making the other feel safe? Um, generally, their answers are all core feminine energy answers, which tells me that their energy is core feminine. Even though they're really good at using their masculine, they're getting kind of tired by it. Right. And just acknowledging there are possibilities where that works, but the general is that the, that the man needs to, to, to lay the heavy of, of the masculine energy. And, you know, another thing for me, I, I did a lot of first dating and, yeah. and what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And I think the first big thing is knowing it's a numbers game, especially if you know what you want. I realized I knew what I wanted more than I realized. And so I have to expect that it's not about I'm not getting picked every time. It's, you know what? maybe they don't stand up to my standards and I didn't even have to think about it because I could tell for myself because I was not being playful and feminine. And that's what I started to realize for me is if I go on a date and they don't ask me out, my first question is, was I playful and feminine? And if I know that that's something I've worked on and I wasn't, to me, I was like, hold on. I don't think they're mine and I don't have to reject them over it. Move on and keep yeah. looking for that perfect pair of shoes, right? Yeah, exactly right. I like that a lot. Man. Women in our situation, and this <laughs> is another thing that I have had to toughen up about and just keep moving on, is when you're dating, so how often do you have your kids? And I have a lot of women friends who um, right. are single or have a, 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 their co-parenting. So it's 50% or 30% or 80%. Yeah. And I'll be honest, Mark, I've had men that when I say I have them 100% of the time, I don't hear the next word, which is fine with me because yeah. I, recognize, I recognize there's men who want your time. Yeah. So women in, in my shoes that have that doesn't mean that they can't date. Uh, it just means that that's, that's one of the challenges. What advice do you give so that we can continue the hustle knowing we may not be able to date at the rate as a single person? You, you mean if you have your kids 100% of the time? Correct. Yeah, it definitely adds challenges. No doubt about that. I think one thing you can make really good use of is the phone because that is something you can do. You can put it in your ears while you're making dinner. You can create regular connection with that. And yeah, you want to be attractive on the phone and you want to bring that feminine energy to your phone calls. Your multi-dating might be a few phone calls a night, you know, or a couple of phone calls a night instead of multiple dates. And then when you can make the time, if you build that attraction, you know, obviously you've got to make time at some point. You can't start a relationship from nothing. So you still need to find that time, whether it's once a week or once every two weeks. Um, if you're serious about finding a man, then when he's in your life, I mean, if I put him on a unicorn and rode him straight in and he was exactly matched everything, I know you'd make time for him. I don't know how you do it. A couple of date nights a week, maybe if, if, if you don't want to introduce him to the child, which is a very reasonable thing, especially early on, um, you would find the time somehow, maybe you'd save extra money in your budget for a babysitter, or I, I don't know what exactly you'd do, but using those steps and bringing them forward a bit to support your meeting process is important because if, yeah, if I'm a guy and there's not time, if I really like you, but there's not time at least every two weeks, 
then yeah, I'm, I'm, you're, you're just not going to hold my attraction enough because I'm not getting the in-person feminine energy. I'm not getting the dose and it's, it's not going to, it's not going to stick. So you've got to find the time you can use the phone very much to your advantage. And I'd say, if, you know, if you can make it once a week as part of your routine to have multiple phone chats and kind of reward the best guy with a date, that's going to be how I go about it. But, you know, making time for yourself, prioritizing yourself, your relationships matter. And I'm talking about your adult relationships here. Your child one is um, obviously very important, but you also need adult ones. And I'm sure, I don't know if you make time for your friends. I hope you do, but you're making time for your friends. So your child needs to see balance as well. You make time to go to the gym, I hope, or exercise and you, you balance that area of your life. So if you can't do this right now, make a six month plan. You know, how am I going to make time for exercise with 100% parenting? How am I going to make time for friends with 100% parenting? And how am I going to make time for dates with 100% parenting? Because that's, we, we need to eventually start seeing you a little bit more to make sure we keep that connection up. You hit on a big one there. Uh, I think part of the job after we get the baby, a lot of us struggle to the point that we get it and get through toddler. And I'm at the point where I have almost a 10-year-old. And for me, yeah. I, I know from my own mother that one of the things that I want to make sure I do well is to set an example of being a woman who takes care of herself. Because if I don't take care of myself, my child is going yeah. to grow up to pick women who don't take care of themselves. And, and interestingly, dating was one of those, it's like, we don't give it credit. And I had so, to yeah. really, yes, I had to step back and go, you know what, I get it. You're, you're not gonna get what you want from me, but this is a quality over quantity. I'm going to, yeah. I have to continue to be better, even though it's not going to make a difference in the immediate. And you have a saying, you're like short-term pain for long-term gain, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is, and this is one of those. And you also have written about this for single women. Um, the idea that, and you're a big proponent of having fun on a date, because if you're going out with someone you need, you tag the experience, right? So if you're just yeah. sitting, having coffee Terrible. That's not fun, right? Terrible. No, no. You say at least Movement. just go take a walk with it, right? Yeah, move your least, body. At least move around. Even you'll just be more in your feminine energy if your body is physically moving. Just oh, that. Just I like that. Your just move your body. Somehow. You're giving off feminine energy, even if you're just walking. I really yeah. like that. And you that might part. notice a pretty tree and you'll run over and touch it and pat the tree. Whatever is fun for you. Be selfish with this. Uh, you know, figure out ways you can make it fun. And if you've been on a phone with a guy, you're like, oh, I'm not sure if this guy and I are going to vibe, but he wants to go on a date with me, you know, steer him towards a date location that's selfishly fun for you. Um, I, I almost want him to be a sort of a boring deaf mute and you to still have a great time. So figure out how you can do that and be selfish, make it fun for you. Almost like don't give, don't give shits about him. Just if you make it fun for you, he'll vibe off you. So really be selfish with this one. Yeah. And that's another point too, that you've made before is, you know, women who hate dating, it's because I know for me, it was because I was always, it was dependent on how it turned out. And another shift is you need to go on a date, no matter who you're going out with, and you need to set it up so that you're going to have a fun memory. The guy being the person or someone you want to go out with again, is just part of the equation, but don't go out and lose time doing something boring. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Always make it, make it for you, make an experience for you. I had one date where I, you know, she talked to me about coriander the entire day. 
like three and a half hours just about coriander. I never saw her again, but I still remember that date and I still smile. So how can, how can I make this fun? How can I make this fun? Set out with that intention of fun. How can I make this fun? How can I make this fun? How can I make this fun? Kind of make that your dating motto and just constantly go back to it. Excellent. And know that for all of the women listening out there, what's fun for you is unique to you. Don't compare yourself to other women because I might take them to a walk down the street to the barn, which is me and my element, and they may find it very sexy. And if you did that, you might be crying because you don't want to get horse manure on your boots. So don't compare yourself to what your fun is. And you also write for single women, um, acknowledging that the importance of actually being with them and having fun, but also knowing it's okay. It's okay to talk to them on the phone. And in your writing, you also talk about mini dates. Yep. Like Insta dates, you mean? Yes. Like fitting in a date on the way home or, uh, you know, before you pick up your kid. Yeah, exactly. It's a good one for single moms. If you can find that half an hour here or an hour there, um, Insta dates are where you've just met someone out in public and you're like, hey, what are you doing right now? I'm going to this thing. If you happen to be out that day. When you do have the free time, you might not have a date scheduled, but be really open to the possibilities. Insta-dates can be a really cool thing. Uh, and I was going to say the voicemails is the other one. You, if you don't have quite as much contact time, you know, your voice is very much one of your biggest strengths. So that's why I'm a huge advocate of phone calls. But if you're communicating in voice messages, even if he's only texting you back, don't, don't worry about that. You using your voice gives you a leg up over every other woman who's hiding behind text or not, not connecting as enough because enough as much because she's relying on text. So you can do all these little things, um, little tick there, you know, tick on Wednesday, tick on Friday to get to your Sunday date with plenty of connection flowing throughout the week. That's a great tip, Mark. Look for little ways that you can kind of broadcast your spidey feminine energy, even if they're not reciprocating yet, because that's what's going to keep them to when you can see them in person. Yeah. So Mark, you are now a published author. Congratulations. Your book, Make Them Yours, Beating the Odds in Modern Dating is, how's it doing now? I know it's It's won all kinds of accolades. Yeah, I got some really beautiful Amazon reviews. We just got the 100th Amazon review, which is really cool. So yeah, it's continuing to build. And the audio book I just recorded as well. So you can get it on Audible. Excellent. It's out. It's published on Audible. It's out. It's out on Audible. Perfect. I will use one of my credits this afternoon to get it. (laughs) So in your book, you walk readers through, and of course, all the things we've talked about are in that book covered. You walk readers through several key topics that help improve mindset and dating for women looking for their perfect man. And you talk about non-physical triggers that make him decide whether you're a casual date or whether you're wife material. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yes, I have this model, RESPECT, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, and it's the non-physical attraction pieces that, that men scan for and listen for. There's quite, there's, there's seven of them there, so you can grab the book to hear detailed descriptions of all of them. I guess to highlight a couple, uh, the T right at the end is for trust and appreciation. And I think this is the one, since we're on the topic of feminine energy, A lot of women who come to me who have been more in their masculine energy, who have been the go-getters, you know, if it is to be, it's up to me. Um, And gee whiz, as I say, in capitalism, in in material success, that is exactly what you need. But when it comes to masculine feminine energy, there is a strength in leaning back. And if you've always been the type of person who's solved all your problems by leaning forward and who you learned that 
you know, kind of if I don't intervene, the world burns and I need to be the one. Kudos to you, first of all, for handling your anxiety and stress by being able to learn to do that. But there is a second type of anxiety and stress you're probably not as good at dealing with. And that is the anxiety and stress of doing nothing, of trusting, of simply leaning back and letting the world burn if it needs to. Uh, and that can be very anxiety provoking for someone who's always been the stepper in a who's always got in there and, and solved the problems. Um, and when it comes to dating, you know, men want to feel like men. They want to feel masculine around you. So maybe you can do it better. You know, maybe you could do it for him. But if you do, you're starting to reverse the polarity every time you do by being the man. And it can be scary to trust because sometimes your trust will be let down and you may have some pretty bad experiences from either your childhood or, or the past where you were very disappointed or very hurt when you did trust and a parent, a previous lover, someone let you down. And so you don't want that to happen again. So you overfunction and, and overdo everything. It's always you doing it. But doing that in relationships with men reverse the polarity. Men get away with this a little bit more because of the, the polarity balance that leads to other problems later. But as a woman, being able to trust and really appreciate, it's just when, you know, when my woman does this, she, she leans back, she allows me to do it. She asks for what she needs. I get to step up and do it. And she's so appreciative when I do. And even if I make a mistake, even if I don't do it right, she doesn't come down like a ton of bricks, which is what you have to do in the corporate world. Mistakes are unacceptable. Um, she really makes room for those mistakes and just says, you know, it's fine. I still appreciate you. Um, I, I still love you the same. You'll, you'll figure it out. You know, the mistakes, she can sort of handle my mistakes. She realizes that her survival is not on the line with that. So that's kind of the downside of the corporate world is it promotes a lot of a self. I need to do it and perfectionism. No mistakes are acceptable. Trust and appreciation is kind of the opposite of that is I trust him. I trust him to step up. Uh, I'll even do this when I'm working with clients online. And in terms of the number exchange, after a few texts, you know, it's if the guy isn't getting it, it's, hey, you should ask for my number. <laughs> oh, what's your number? Like literally training him to take the masculine role and then having him do it. You can give me a call. I'm not going to give you a call. I trust you to call at this time. If he doesn't, we'll put some boundaries in place. But a funny thing happens when you consistently show men trust, a, a good chunk of them actually show up and appreciate that because you're sort of seeing them, you know, for who, for, for, for all their masculine potential and they love it and it feels good. So trust and appreciation is a really big one. Another one I talk about a bit is the P, which is presence and play. We've talked about this a bit already. When you're really present, you're not in that future planning masculine mode. Very, very attractive when you're in a playful state, when you are present with your emotions, with us, with the environment. It's just magnetizing, honestly. So those are two of the really feminine energy ones of the respect model that you can bring in. Mark, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I want to summarize for me the epiphany that I've had today. The big takeaways are, number one, there's nothing wrong with us that we got to the point that we had a child on our own. Number two, don't start dating just because we're doing things out of order. Number three, make sure we know what we want and what our standards are and that we all have different standards and we need to recognize that. And I really think I've grown in my understanding of the masculine and feminine. And, and what I've gotten today that is new 
is that idea of always look in our communications and interactions with the men for opportunities for us to show our feminine, even if it's, it's not necessarily about a reciprocal, it's like, where can I sprinkle my feminine dust? But also acknowledging that men are not in their head going, I need this opportunity to show my masculine energy. So our awareness and giving them the space and giving them, setting them up unbeknownst to them maybe to to show their masculine energy and in so doing don't judge them for it because if you judge them and do monday morning quarterback you've pretty much negated the act that they did it for you in the first place exactly yeah exactly right i think that was i think that was well summarized and, and just a point you know don't compare your journey to others I get a lot of women who come to me and say, oh, you know, I've achieved all these great things, but my friends, my, both my friends have now had babies and I haven't found my person yet. And so I'm inadequate in some way or I feel shame. And first of all, it's really sad. But second, it's kind of ridiculous because I even see sisters, you know, sisters who are two years apart, same parents, same family, completely different upbringings. So if two sisters can't compare themselves to each other, why the hell would you compare you to a friend? I mean, you just have such different everything, wounds, traumas, upbringing, models, lessons, beliefs. It's such an apples and oranges situation that it's just, oh, I should be X, but I am Y. It's really self-denial. It's really not, uh, it's, it's not good for you. It's beating yourself up and, and it's not helpful. It's just going to make you feel like shit. No, I continue to try to affirm. I even talk out loud to myself, like, Anne, is that what you want? Because I don't think that's what you want. And therefore you're, you're jealous of that. And also recognizing we don't know, we don't know everything that's going on. So just be happy for people where they are and don't criticize them and, and just focus on yourself. It's about your, your own growth. Mark, is there anything else that you can think of that you would like to share with our audience that you think would be helpful moving forward? Yeah, I think just have self-compassion because where you are is where you need to be. And the fact you're even listening to this podcast shows how much you've grown already. But you're, as I say, your upbringing is different. Your life positioning is different. And don't try to say, oh, I should be blank, but I am blank. You've got to really have that compassion for where you are. You, you did the best you knew at the time of the past. You're doing the best you know now. And just because you're the same age as your friends does not mean in any way, shape or form you have the same journey. You're probably a lot more successful in certain areas than them and a lot less successful in certain areas than them. You had different parents and your parents had their own wounds as did their parents. And so you just, just don't get into that mind mess of like all this comparison and where I should be and stuff. You, you have today, you can do the best that you know how to do today with the information you have today. You'll do the same thing tomorrow and trust the universe from there. You know, all you can do in life really is take action on the process and then let go of the results because even tomorrow is not guaranteed. So make sure to appreciate the present day every day and don't judge yourself on the results as long as you know that what you're putting out there is what you're supposed to because that doesn't mean that you didn't do it right exactly 
It's a lot, Mark. It's so much. And I really appreciate it. I just want to acknowledge that when I first found you, I did spend a lot of time reading your articles and watching your different videos. And so for women who are listening to this, feeling very overwhelmed, just know this is just the start and, and you can always pop in and somehow access your content. So share with our audience all the different ways that they can reach you. And if they're like, oh my gosh, that Aussie dating coach, I have to have him. How do they get you? How do they get your services? So yeah, if you want to work with me one-on-one, there's a form on the website that you can fill out. Pretty simple. It's about eight questions and a member of my team will give you a call and then introduce you to me. If you're more just wanting to lurk or maybe join me on a live stream, ask some questions, you can join my Facebook group where we're doing weekly live streams now and also follow my Instagram where I do weekly live streams, usually on a Monday or a Thursday. And if you want even more superficial than that, you can look up my YouTube channel where all my hundreds of videos are stored and you can get some great info off there. And what else is there? There's the, I guess the the Facebook page and the blogs on the website as well. But I probably point you primarily towards the YouTube channel, the Facebook group and the website if you want to work with me. And I'll make oh, sure and my that, book. And your book, it. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll make sure we link all of that on all of our social media pages. Mark Rosenfeld, Australia's number one dating coach. Thank you so much for joining us on Define the Narrative podcast. Thank you for having me, Anne. It's been an absolute pleasure and great to see you again.